Hello and welcome to Elise Coffee Talks, new season, the podcast about self-development, health and spirituality. I am Ophélie Cabanero, your host. Enjoy the episode. Voilà. Alors. Okay. In English. Welcome, Cyril and Cassian. Thank you for your time today. I'm super looking forward to this. Thanks for having us. Thank you. So we had Cyril on the podcast already a few times. Maybe, well, just quickly, Cyril is a coach and many other things. Do you want to add just in one short sentence what you do? Yeah, I've sh I've shifted recently. I've decided to call myself a freedom teacher. Right. I guess that's what makes the most sense. That's what I'm seeing. Those are the results I'm seeing. So I, I, I'm just going to say I'm teaching people how to be free. <laughs> awesome. So that's good. Uh, that's it. Um, avid guitarist at the moment mm -hmm. and all sorts of other stuff, singing, expressing myself in all sorts of different ways. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's going on at the moment. Thank you, Cyril. And Cassian, we never had hey. you on. Yeah, nice to, nice to be here. Um, so I just recently also retiled myself. Um, so <laughs> I'm, for, first and foremost, I'm a writer. I'm an author. So uh, that's what I've been doing for, for years. And then I have all sorts of different creative pursuits, um, artistic events or otherwise. And uh, from time to time, I teach people how to be a little more aligned with their uniqueness. Yeah. With human design and other things. Yeah, and other things. Um, connecting with um, time mechanics, uh, lunar cycles, other types of astrology, like all sorts of systems in general that are either astrology-based um, Western or otherwise, uh, I'm really completely passionate about time mechanics in general, how different cycles of time work and how we are individually embedded in those cycles of time. And so I help people realign themselves with their own cycles. Cool. And your yeah. book was about that, I believe, right? The, the exactly. Yeah. Um, So it's not published yet. It will be, I hope, in the next months. Who knows? You know, that's quite an adventure. Um, so it's going to be called Moon Warriors. And it is a tale of how I discovered um, across five or six years how the lunar cycle worked and my intuitive journey into becoming a moon warrior myself and understanding how uh, we can draw a lot of power from this feminine aspect um, of nature. And so, yeah, I sort of retrace my journey and share pers my personal journey and anecdotes and crazy adventure stories that I had during those years. Yeah. Is the, the experiment you did with Cyril in the woods on, in this book? It is not in this book. Uh, that'll be for maybe something <laughs> in, in the next story. Uh, no, these are stories. It's everything up to my arrival in Canada. So it's uh, the five last years, the, some big important events up to my arrival in Canada. 
And so, yeah, nothing, all the, all the stuff that's happened here, we'll have to tell in another book or another place. Nice. Looking forward to reading it. So today we will talk about more specifically human design mm -hmm. or whatever you guys want to talk about, really, but well, it's free. So we, <laughs> we, we, yeah, you know, we, um, what came up for me was uh, we wanted to talk, I think Cassian wanted to do a small introduction on what the system is. And instead of going into like, Um, crazy detail and uh, going into the specifics of it, we really wanted to share how it changed us and how it touched us, how, what did it do for us and why we're so still living it as to this day. And it seems like it's going to go on for a while. Um, really what it, what this brought to us, because mm -hmm. what's, what's the point of a system if there's no results, right? So yeah. um, But going from the results was a good uh, was a good idea. Okay, so whoever wants to go first, first. Sure, I'll I'll jump in and and give some quick background on on what human design is. Uh, so human design is a conglomerate of different systems. So in in its essence, it hasn't invented anything. Um, So a, name, uh, a man named Ra'u-Hu about 30 years ago um, encountered different systems and decided to merge them uh, into one. So it's a mix of ancient tradition and sort of a modern point of view on things, all right? And it's an astrology-based system. So the important factor in human design is when you were born, right? That's really important. And most of the systems that... I study or that we study are always astrology based. So that's sort of the point in time when you were born, where you crystallize, where your existence came into being. That's really important because all of the planetary forces, the cosmic forces sort of influence you at that time and place and are going to give that uniqueness that we seek to understand. So that's sort of the point of origin of everything. And so and the incarnation point as well. Right. And, and, and the six months mark after conception, which is a really key mm -hmm. point as well, which is the moment that we believe to be the one where the soul incarnates into the body. Mm, yeah. Absolutely. Because uh, as, as Cyril's mentioning, in Western astrology, for example, we look at the birth date, but in human design, there's another element that comes in is that we look at the birth date, but we also look at the incarnation date prior to, and then these both form together your energetic imprint. So what's really interesting about human design and the way it works, it's a really, it's an understanding of your body. It's an understanding of your individual energy, right? And how that energy interacts with the world around it. It's the study of your aura. It's the study of how to navigate that specific auric imprint that you have, right? And so in the study, when you start to understand yourself and you look at yourself, you're going to get all these parameters, all these specific design um, points that are uh, outlined in something called the body graph. And you're going to start to understand what your quest is energetically, how you interact, how you go about living your life and how to best live in harmony with that specific imprint that you have. 
So yeah, there's lots of details to how this imprint works, but I believe uh, we can tackle it with simplicity and sort of extract the um, the wisdom that's there. Mm-hmm. And the, the wisdom is it's really understanding, all right, I have this unique energetic imprint. What I was born and my incarnation before have given me this specific like a puzzle piece, right? You know, there, there's the humanity is a complete puzzle and I've got this specific puzzle piece that has these little shapes on the side mm-hmm. and I have fit at one specific spot in the puzzle and this will give me the outline. This will help me understand how I fit, right? Mm-hmm. Thank you. Want to add anything, Cyril? Or? Pretty much sums it up. Um Yeah, I like the piece of the puzzle analogy because there's nor well, there's not supposed to be two pieces of a puzzle that are the same. And that's really what this is about. It's it's extremely uh it's a real journey into discovering that uniqueness. Uh, you know, and, and I feel ultimately the more we discover our uniqueness and the more we discover our common humanity, and the more that brings mm. us together. It's, it's, it's that, uh, it's that coming home effect. (laughs) Mm. So much wisdom for Tuesday (laughs) or morning for you guys. (laughs) So you talk about uniqueness and yet there are five, I believe, different major types. There are, there are four major types um indeed and there's a great majority of the population which falls into the category of what is called generators and uh, Mm -hmm. which uh, are people that have access to a very constant source of energy i would say and would be the builders of this world and people who are um people who get satisfaction from using their energy in a very correct way. And then we have uh, other types like um, projectors. And I'll let Christian talk about that one because he's a projector. Yeah. So that's, what's interesting about these different types is really the energy mechanics that we have and our way to interact with each other. So as a projector, for example, um, I'm more of a receptive entity than a generative entity. So it's more me reacting to the world and sort of uh, guiding energy to one side or to the other um, from a sort of more distant point of view. And then we would have another energy type uh, like the manifester, for example, which I believe uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, you are. Yeah, it's nice. We have three different ones on the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, so, well, I'll let you talk about manifestors. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, manifestors um, are, to talk a little bit uh, metaphorically, the, the sort of go-getters, the initiators, because they have their, the way their energy works is they push things forward, right? They're really at the initiative. They sort of have this free will of 
using their energy to move things forward and they thrive on being able to uh, live out their purpose and do what they want. We all do, but specifically, um, they need to live in this space of, of freedom of action. Mm-hmm. And I think really what's interesting in that is that all of these types, yes, they have specificities and they all have a different mechanic, what we call a strategy to, to, to use and to live a more aligned existence. But in the end, it's just, yeah, it's just understanding. I find it so amazing that we have this sort of not guideline, but sort of, oh, okay, if I, if I understand how this works for me, then I don't even really need to look at others anymore. I don't really need to compare myself anymore. I don't really need to figure out how other people work and how, no, I just figure out my, my system. And then naturally what happens, because I mean, we've, we've been observing this for years now, because we've been in this experiment, right. For a few years. And now people react naturally because the order of the world is alignment, right? Everyone, (laughs) everyone wants to be aligned. And so when you start living out your true, uh, purpose and alignment and you're in your mechanics of energy, the proper ones, people just react naturally to them and things just seem to flow. So you sort of get back into that flow state and you get to this point where you're not really thinking about it anymore because you're, you're sort of getting into, you're like, Oh, this is, this is natural. This is where I'm supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and in that sense, human design is very liberating because it sort of gives you very diff- like very precise, especially when you start and you, you first get like either a reading or you, you go and do some research online you're like, okay, what's my type? You get this realization that, oh, wow, all of these things or these default ways that I've been operating by, they are not, they're never going to work for me. I can just write out right now, put them out and like discard them i'm never gonna it doesn't mean you're not gonna do it right it's gonna take you a while to to get to get used to but you can you can discard them right away and say like all right i don't need to operate in this way anymore i can just operate according to my mechanics yeah and uh, And that's where it starts shifting that's really where it starts shifting into um human design is an experiment it's it's something we're talking about this yesterday it's something where you can get into the understanding of its system at a very deep level in a very deep mental way, or you can, what it's built for, get into the experiment right away. And this is really what human design is about. You'll only get to understand what it is once you experiment it. And like all things in life, I can tell you about all sorts of um start to describe you what you know this fruit that you never heard of tastes like but until you've tasted it there's absolutely no way that you will really connect to it Mm -hmm. and that's what human design is about it's going for the experiment Mm -hmm. operating with this strategy and the authority that's right for you and after a certain amount of time you can make your own conclusions and well in my case in Gassian it's been after one day I was convinced and five years later, here I am. <laughs> it's, de- it's, it's definitely the way to operate for me. Yeah. Sure. I remember when uh, Cassian gave me the reading, 
I was like, oh, that's why I'm like this and like that. And I used to feel so bad. And I still do, to be honest, sometimes <laughs> about the way I, I am. Like the fact that I, I heard this on a podcast, it was idea doula, you know, like I have tons of ideas, but I'm not interested in making them happen forever. Right. Or doing the whole process. I want to, I want to see it happen, but I don't want to do the whole thing for example mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and apparently it's normal and so i was like oh nice and it's <laughs> that's just what you need me for i can do i can do stuff <laughs> you can do it forever <laughs> yeah <laughs> and Cyril, mm -hmm. you are a manifesting generator i'm a manifesting generator yeah so it's it's a subtype of generators mm -hmm. it's a uh, it, it's it's slightly different in the energy yet i, I still have the same main functionality as a generator which is access to the sacral energy that we call on a on a constant basis mm -hmm. um there's those are all yeah the specifics yeah sorry for the noise uh apparently there's a cleaning happening in one street in vancouver <laughs> <laughs> i can in cut alley like in blood alley <laughs> um well i guess we, we were moving into this was the perfect transition to move into what we wanted to share. Um, me and Cassian, I guess I can start off and then you can continue, Cassian. Me and Cassian hadn't been, we, we've had a very troublesome childhood and separation was enforced on us at a pretty young age. And I had to leave uh, the house not being 18 yet. I think I was 16 or something. And Cassian was still... Uh, Four years younger so it was 12 and we since that moment until five years ago uh we always had a really hard time understanding each other we had a very hard time communicating in the long term we would only connect in spurts uh, of time frames and very rapidly fall into aggression towards one another and just never being able to understand each other and what i can say from my side is that I had that tendency to try to turn my younger brother into another version of me. Mm -hmm. And uh, I guess that's something that happens quite often with siblings. But in my case, it was really, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't even understand and picture that he could have a radically different experience of life than I did. And that so many rules that apply to me did not ever apply to him. Mm -hmm. And also a great majority of the rules that I was applying to me didn't even apply to me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, you know, in that mayhem of let's normalize each other as much as possible, um, mm -hmm. that, that wasn't working. And so he discovered human design through a friend of, of him and, um, and, and she, she's born the same day as you, just for reference. And she's for, born for, the same day. For reference. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's 21st December. Not the same year, but the same oh, day. Oh, right, 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 right. Um, September. Yeah. And so she, she, she gave human design to Kessian. And uh, I ended up calling him at some point. And he talked to, I think it had been a while. It had been like a couple of years. We hadn't been speaking, maybe one, maybe one year. We hadn't been really speaking. Yeah. We call that thing 2018. Yeah. And, and then we have that, I jumped on that call and he 
I remember he said, do you know about human design? And I said, no. And the moment I said, no, he just felt this like, oh my God, this is going to be great. <laughs> You're going to love this. And I think, I think that conversation lasted like five and a half hours or something, which is a slow Tuesday now these days. And, um, <laughs> and it just made so much sense. It, it made so much sense because Cassian has such a different energetical imprint than mine. And at that moment, I really understood how radically different we were. And instantly, I just let go of this whole desire to um, lecture, force, make. Yeah, exactly. Mm. There was this instant individuality of like, if I finally had a drawing to look at, that one of them was blue and the other one was bright red. And it's like, how Mm. can you expect these two to be the same? It's just not possible. And that works in any kind of relationship, right? Especially romantic relationship that we tend to do that as well. I see it in mine, for example. And and yeah, the other person, my my partner is a, my husband is a projector also. Mm -hmm. So it took me a while to to get it. (laughs) Yeah. And to let go and to like accept the differences. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's a, it's, it's really, it's really great for that. I can, I mean, we can both testify. It, it, it instantly healed whatever issues we had because of the recognition yeah. of, of differentiation. Yeah, it definitely right away set us on a path where we could collaborate. And that completely changed the dynamic in our relationship. And also, I guess, in the relationships of the people around us. Because suddenly we're not competing to be a same version of one human being. We can suddenly collaborate in our uniqueness. Suddenly everything that I have is what you don't have. Mm-hmm. And everything that you have is something that I need. And we can, can, we yeah. can start do something together and change everything. Suddenly we each have a perfect spot. And there, everybody on this earth only has one throne that's there for them Mm. and nobody else can take it. And all all of a sudden it was this invitation to step into ours individually. Mm. It was great. And I think it's really powerful, especially with our story as as siblings, because I believe that, you know, brothers and sisters always suffer from, you know, not having enough food on the table for everyone. You know, someone's always getting a bigger piece of the pie sort of thing. And we're fighting over Mm -hmm. something. And there's always that resentment of one being, having more love or more space or whatever it is, something, you know, there's always an inequality. And there it was like, it set, it set everything. It set set Mm. everything. And, uh, and so what happened is that we dove passionately into this system Mm -hmm. because it brought us so much. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, we've been sharing it, teaching it, um, living that experience since then. And it's really, it's an empowering journey. It's an empowering journey. Mm-hmm. And it's one tool that's, yeah, thank you. Um, it's one tool that's extremely useful for deconditioning. And in this day and age where everything around us is constantly conditioning us, like we're always conditioned by our environment, you know, and if I stay yeah. Totally. Living here in this forest in, in 10 years old. Oh, you know, I probably won't even speak English anymore. Well, it's, it's like, 
it's it's the constant conditioning around us, you know, and this this uh, system is one that really brings that up to the surface and that really shows you and demonstrates where in your body are you actually getting conditioned and how is it, are you really making decisions for yourself? Are you really making correct decisions? Are you getting the right information and are you not being too influenced by Mm. other people other energies, places that you are. And so that's um, that's one of the great things that human design teaches. It's all about this deconditioning process and especially us learning to let go of uh, mind-centered decision, um, decision system or mind-based decision uh, making. Uh, yeah exactly like and into more of a heart one or more of a whatever your strategy is whatever but one that's more based in the body and more based on um a knowledge that we can't even grasp something that we can let go into and all of a sudden well when i feel my gut is saying me a big yes to something it's time for me to go there I, Mm -hmm. i i don't need to listen to my mind anymore Human design is there to help with that as well. So does it help? Uh, because then you know how to... So for example, you you listen to your gut or sacral chakra. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I listen... I, I'm emotional, so I need to wait a um, few hours or a few days, <laughs> a few weeks. So it, that's, it is actually <laughs> yeah. a bit more complicated that I am also emotional. There's some, there's some decisions I can take in the moment because they're very small, but when it comes to moving in with a partner, yeah, I'm probably going to give that a couple months or maybe a year or two <laughs> before that actually happens before I'm clear about it. There's, there's all sorts of, I, I think there's seven different authorities in, in, in total. Yeah. And um, yeah. it's really about awaking your inner, inner, body intelligence so it means very different things for very different people even if someone would share the same authority it would express itself in a different way mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's really about diving in to find that truth because there's that belief right that we get lost sometimes and that we don't know what to do and that we try to make decisions with our mind and we're freaked out because we don't have enough money to pay our bills or we're going to have to move around or this or that and everything that pushes us around. And this system, like a lot of systems, brings us back into our body, back into our aura, back into our energy and awakes inside us that voice, that unique voice that is there for each of us and that resonates so profoundly within that tells you this is what you need to do because you just know right can you Um, give us an example of your life and your authority or sure um like a way a way my authority works i i have a spleen splenic authority um so it's really a survival based system it's not very intelligent it's just a sort of warning it's a sort of click and i just know i have to do something or i have to be somewhere uh, very an example that i use a lot is um 
during the Paris attacks in 2015. Uh, so some, for those who don't know, some men came and massacred some people in the streets and in other places. And at that night, there was a football game on the same night. And for the first time in months, I decided, and I never watched soccer with my friends, but I decided to invite them to my house 50 kilometers away from Paris. And I had never gotten anyone to go there. But this time, like 12 of my friends moved over. We all went to watch the game. And all of the attacks happened in the neighborhood, which I was always going to, right? Which was the neighborhood where I hung out, where I worked, where, you know. And that's the sort of intuitive knowing that guides me. All right. And I don't necessarily know <laughs> in the day to day, but sometimes it manifests differently for like smaller things. And I just, I just go somewhere and I follow it, but it's subtle, you know, it's just connecting to that heart space. It's very subtle. And also for some of us, it makes no sense. I don't know why I'm doing this. I just know that I have to do it. Right. And for example, I'm for my book, that 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 is that is going to come out i'm looking for a literary agent someone to represent me for a to find me a publisher right and so i looked up and i'm like what's the literary agents in canada so i'm looking at my phone and i see and i feel nothing my body does not react to it there's nothing in my body and then at some point i end up on a list that's literary agents in new york and then suddenly my body starts to feel this enthusiasm. There's this aliveness that starts to come and I'm looking at it and I start to be super. And that's when, you know, that's there's no, like, there's no lying in that. It's, it's, but you need that deep deconditioning to get there. And that's what we've been doing since I discovered this system four years ago. Now I, that's all I've been doing is deconditioning myself. And I still make mental decisions every day, every single day. Um, the, the thing that I usually say to people when they're discovering human design is psych psychology, right. Is also a study of conditioning, but it's a study of behavioral conditioning, right. Uh, where you've lived, who your parents were, the school you went to, the trauma that you've experienced, all of those experiences have conditioned you in a certain way to think and act in a certain way, right? That's psychology. Well, human design studies energetic conditioning. Mm -hmm. So it's beyond. It's the energy that's in your body and the way it circulates and the way it activates itself before a thought pattern even emerges. So it's the body before the thought, before the mind. Mm -hmm. And But you have to be really aware of that, right? Otherwise you miss it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, it's, um, but it, it's really like tackling the issue at its core. Because yes. It's, as you just said it, because it's the, the, the body that then sends the signal and then the mind gets that, well, we've always been treating the symptom, right? We've always been treating like what's going on in the mind and never going back to the body. And as you said, it's, um, it's really shifting away from, all of these mind-based decisions of, you know, taking a pencil and putting a pros and cons list of like, yeah. what's the best thing to do this, to do that. I don't think there's any possible worse solution to make any decision than doing that because that's clearly not listening to what's going on energetically. And so that's really what human design is about, bringing you back there to that Source. But how how does human design teaches you to teach you to be in your body 
I think what this system does is it's naming things, all right? It's naming things. And so when you read them, when you learn about them, when you discover them by reading, by uh, studying whatever your, how your interaction with human design is, you feel that resonance awakening and you're like, oh, well, this makes sense. And your intuition starts to activate itself and you start to resonate. You're like, I have nothing else than blind faith for this system. I mean, I will never be able to prove it except by how I'm living my life right now and how these decisions have been working out for me. Mm -hmm. But it's just that resonance that activates through the study and you start to feel, um, you, you, you start to feel that awakening inside okay. of you. Okay. Cause it speaks cause there's the right words. And I'm the one, uh, we can make a small note on that, but there's another system that, um, we've been working with Kesha and me. It's, um, the one of the gene keys and that one has, it's, it's the same one. It's really, it's the, sorry, it's the same principle of really reading these words that, that really touch another part of you that is rarely, rarely touched in our day and age. And all of a sudden you start to understand things in a very different perspective. Can you talk a little bit about our gene keys? Can we talk about that? Briefly, if I had to say something and Christian can maybe elaborate is, um, with human design, it's a system that is very body and I would say action oriented. It's really teaching you how to act and behave in this world in a way that's more aligned with you. It's a very, it's kind of a very masculine energy. Um, okay. If I had to, to put one of those polarities on it, I would put the masculine there. And the gene keys is a system that um, is discovered through contemplation and through observation and therefore is very i'll let Kessian talk more about uh about the gene keys he's been studying and that a bit more than i have sure and it's exactly what you're saying the gene keys are a more feminine path it's more of a receptive it's you said it human design is doing and gene keys is being and I think that for anyone that's listening to this, if you are at a crossroads and looking for guidance into your own uniqueness, look at both of these systems and choose one path. I don't think any path is better than the other. I think all these systems, and there are more, are valid. Just choose one. Don't dive into everything at the same time because there are different paths and they, they deserve to be recognized as such. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the Gene Keys is based also on astrology, also on the I Ching, uh, which is an ancient Chinese text, which is very important to both systems. And uh, Richard Rudd, who is the creator or bringer of the Gene Keys into the world, was a student of Ra Uruhu, who uh, brought human design. So he owes a lot to him and so it's sort of the sister to human design, but it's a very different path. And I think that whoever wants to find some answers needs to choose which path they want. And choose with what you feel in your body. That's the good first step. <laughs> <laughs> That's the good first step. Yeah. You know, one thing that I, that I really use the most, and this can work for diff in different ways for people. I'm more of a visual person. 
what makes you smile, you know, what brings a light feeling into your heart, whatever your, your, your intuition may be, you know, if you're really struggling to listen and awaken your body intelligence, if you have two paths, you need to choose one, just feel what makes you smile, you know, and get out of the head and just like, Oh, you know, like, Oh yeah, this is, this is fun. This, this seems, you know, light, funny. My heart sort of, you know, moves and I'm like, yes, I'm going to go towards this. So I, I just have a, cause I'm the perfect guinea pig for, for, for this, what we're talking about now, because it sounds <laughs> amazing what you're talking about. Yeah. Just what makes you smile. But I'm there it comes. as a, <laughs> and I'm sure people listening, well, maybe not all, all but yeah, I'm sure. Um, because we still tend to be in our heads a lot, even though I do all the practices, you know, on a regular, on a, on a daily basis, and I listen to my body. But sometimes my mind tricks me so much into thinking I want something. It's a resistance, for example, to in uh, what I'm supposed to really do, you know, what I want to do and what I'm supposed to do. And then my mind is like, oh, but that thing there, oh yeah, and and it just showed, and it just appeared on my computer. I was not looking for that, and it appeared, and it must be a sign. And in my body, it feels so good. And then a few days later, I'm like, yeah, it would be cool, but it's just a distraction, right? And then I just have to wait and <laughs> find reason again, and think, no, but what is this gonna? I saw a job, for example. I, I was looking for an office and I saw that job and I was like, wow, so cool in the, in the theater industry, dance concerts. And it's exactly the kind of job I could do. I'm super qualified for that uh, in an office. But you're already past the point. You see, okay, you're already past the point because the you're mind. describing all of the mental reasons of why they check all the right boxes. That... No, but in my body, it felt really yeah. good. You know, I was oh. like, oh yeah, oh yeah. Good. I had the smile on my face, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then I... <laughs> but then... <laughs> but then, but then I waited a few days and I had the answer. But you know, you know what I mean? With the, the mind and, that's, and that's you, yeah. And that's yours specifically like me. It's like, we do need to take that that time for things to become more and more clear and they do come clear over time and that the only the only things that are still sticking in my life today are the ones that after all of this time keep coming back keep coming back keep coming back and that i guess we can relate on this me and you is it's the pace of the world that's our worst enemy sometimes <laughs> totally because everything goes at such a crazy speed and then we're i, I like this analogy of a massive cargo ship and then when you start to turn left it takes half a day to turn around you know yeah because it's so it's so humongous and we're kind of those you know and it's it's it, so it's accepting that things will take a lot of time in order to become really clear and this is just one of the authorities there's so many others so it's very different for every person another marker i would say for intuition-based decisions and from what I've noticed for me and, and for people around me is your intuition will usually guide you off either the beaten path or off 
into the unknown, like the marker, something that really resonates with a mind decision is that the mind recycles things. It recycles the experiences that you've already had. It sort of puzzles them together and it's like, oh, look, this bright new opportunity repackaged just for you <laughs> that has all the things that you love in it, this and this and this. And the truth is intuition will always pull you to new experiences, will always pull you into stepping up into your life, stepping up into uh, whatever it is, you know, your freedom or your lifestyle or your, uh, your, your new relationship or bringing you to those new experiences. And so there's always going to be a little bit of fear. There's always going to be a little bit of doubt. There's always going to be some excitement. Mm -hmm. You know, there's all these things. But usually when you're following your intuition, when you take that jump, you have no idea where you're going. If you know exactly where you're going, then that's probably because it's mm -hmm. been set up with your mind and you've chosen a very, very mental pathway, which is exactly, oh, I know this is going to happen. Then this is going to happen. Then this is going to happen. You know, it's like, yeah. it's, it's, it's scheduled. There's yeah. always a percentage of unknown for sure. Whenever you're going to take a decision that really is aligned with your body and such it there's always going to be a big part of unknown and that is a yeah, great right. great um, yeah. message yeah i'll remember that next time mm. <laughs> <laughs> thank yeah. you if you're not if you're not scared <laughs> it's probably it's, not the right way <laughs> yeah it's the wrong decision <laughs> thank you so much i i think um do you want to add something but i think that's pretty pretty good i feel like adding something just um yeah just one last piece of advice that i would share with people who are looking for guidance and that dive into these systems to find a new way of understanding themselves and really want to dive into that intuition and that inner body intelligence that inner heart intelligence These systems are very exciting. They're very exciting. There's a lot to them. They are complex and the mind thrives on that complexity. And it's very easy to dive right away and to buy all the books and to sort of flood yourself with that energy and say, oh, now I'm all, you know, I'm, I'm listening to all the podcasts. I'm buying all the books. I'm in it. You know, I'm in the experiment now. Like nobody can touch me <laughs> and that's fine. You know, it's, I think it's a phase that we all have to go through, but I would, if I had one advice, one thing that I'd love, I would love to have heard when I started is simplicity. Just start with the very basis of these teachings all right and for human design that is your strategy as what type you are and what your strategy is authority. and your authority what's your inner intuition and those two things will keep you busy for years as they still do they mm -hmm. still do today for me mm -hmm. and all the other complexities of the all the other parameters of your profile of your maps and, and all those systems they will come into place and they will sprout and spring from that understanding from that foundation mm -hmm. so let that first deconditioning and understanding process blossom naturally allow that time to come into your life that's super important because you need to just surrender to the process <laughs> honestly it's going to take time like there's there's no avoiding it yeah 
It's seven years. It's seven years is the first cycle of deconditioning. So we're, we, we, we're, we're what, four years in, four or five years in? I am, yeah, about four and a half yeah. years in, I think. So we're, we're, we're still, we're still uh, white belts here. It's, um, it is going to take time. It definitely is going to take time. Yeah. But it's super fun. It's it super is. fun. And the results I feel have come very rapidly. Like right away, it definitely puts you on a different path and makes you experiment way different things in your life. Makes you experience different things in your life. And a good way to start would be a reading with Cassian or coaching with you. So yeah, what uh, we were, what we generally do is because Cassian is a non-sacral being and I'm a sacral being. I take all the generators and he takes all of the other ah, uh, nice. types because then we can um, we can speak of experience and because we're really mm. here to share our experience rather than giving a, a textbook reading of what mm. the other person is. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah, so in a, in a reading, basically, we take maybe an hour and a half to look over the basics and understanding of human design. And then we bring that specifically to your design and the specificities of your design and how to approach it. And for me as a projector, I'm going to share my experience as a non-energy type and non-sacral and how, yeah, how I've navigated life and those little tips and those little things from those years of experience. And yeah, just to sort of, you know, let you fly off the ledge at the beginning until you can go into your own experiment. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, there, there are a lot of resources you can find to, to dive in. If you're more of a self-empowered analytical type, you'll find everything that you need, I'm sure, to to guide yourself on that journey, but just take it easy. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thank you, Ophidi. Yeah. Thank you for having us. Yeah, it's a pleasure. We can do another topic another day, right? I'm sure Absolutely. so much more to share. <laughs> Absolutely. And I'm the one who learned the most every time so <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the head fake you know that's like the real reason that you yeah. do it <laughs> I hope. and yeah, have a great day thank you all for listening <laughs>